As Christians, we often feel the pressure to have a vibrant prayer life. We want to talk to God more, but sometimes we're just not sure how. So what are we supposed to do when the seemingly simple act of prayer feels like an impossible task? In my interview today, I talk with Erica Allen about the struggles of consistent prayer, how journaling can help us with that, and what God really thinks about our baby steps towards Him. Erica Allen serves as the Director of Bible Editorial at Crossway. She's also a contributor to the ESV Women's Study Bible and the author of Crossway's new collection of ESV prayer journals. Let's get started. Well, Erica, thank you so much for joining me today on the Crossway Podcast. Thank you, Matt. It's good to get to talk to you in this context. Uh, some of our listeners might know, but probably many others wouldn't, that you we actually get to work together on a weekly basis. That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do here at Crossway? Sure. So I'm the editorial director in the Bible department. So I work with our contributors and authors and editors on our resource Bibles. So any Bibles that have additional um, study material kind of help keep those processes moving, making sure everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and when things are due and things of that nature. Yeah. So you also have a degree, a master's degree from Wheaton College Graduate School. What, what did you study? I studied systematic and historical theology. Okay. So I would imagine uh, for someone who uh, listening right now, there might be the assumption of, okay, you, you work for a publisher, you oversee a lot of Bible projects, you have a degree in theology, you of all people should maybe have the prayer game really down. Maybe you and like a pastor, it would be kind of a people who would really know how to pray and have a consistent prayer life. And yet, uh, I think it's probably fair to say that you struggle with prayer just like the rest of us. Is that true? That is absolutely true. And I feel the same way that I should (laughs) have this down at this point in my life. Um, And I do not. I am definitely a fellow struggler. Prayer is hard for me. Mm. It does not come naturally. Mm. Have there been people in your life who you've looked up to, like mentors or kind of spiritual leaders in your life who did seem to have a really great prayer life and you've sort of always felt like, oh, I, I wish I could be like that person. Absolutely. And even close friends. I have one in particular where she and I have been friends for about 20 years and prayer just seems to come so naturally to mm. her. We'll be having a conversation and she'll just suddenly stop and start praying about something. Mm. And I'm just always amazed. It's not awkward for her at all. Yeah. It's just, oh, I need to, I need to talk with the Lord about this for a second, or let's ask him and let's, you know. mm. and I, I love that. So that's, I would love to be at a point in my walk with the Lord where it came that naturally yeah. to me. Yeah. It seems like there's like almost two categories of prayer. One is the sort of throughout the day, maybe that default response to some situation, like it sounds like your friend was mm-hmm. exhibiting there. And that's such a valuable sort of ongoing conversation with God that we want to cultivate that habit. Uh, But then there's also the maybe more intentional uh, set aside times of prayer that we also want to be maybe better at. And do do you feel like you are better or worse at one of those two? That's a really good question. I do feel like I'm better at shorter prayers throughout the day. I tend to get, one of the the big struggles I face is I get overwhelmed by just the sheer number of things I need to be praying about. Mm. And so I feel like if I'm not breaking it up throughout the day as things are on my heart or on my mind, um, then I can just almost get into a stage of panic over it and just kind of shut down. So I do have, you know, in the evenings I have young children. And so that's helpful 
um, because we pray with them in the evening. And so that's kind of our one time that we have just real intentional, longer periods of prayer. But really for me, what it looks like too is just different times throughout the day when I'm alone, if I'm in the car, especially Mm. um, just a few moments of quiet. Yeah. I was going to say young children, having that rhythm with kids and bedtime can be helpful as building in some of those times for prayer. And yeah, I also think as a parent of young children, that's, it's kind of, there's challenges with that where schedules can be all over the place and there's not a lot of those quiet times necessarily. What are some of the other reasons in your experience or even in, uh, in your own life or talking with other people, uh, what are some other reasons why you think we often struggle to pray? Well, I'll give you the ones that I personally face. One is I am a perfectionist. Um, and so I think a lot of us feel like there's a certain way that we have to be able to pray. You mm. have to do it right. Like, like the words that you use? The words that you use, the amount of time you spend in prayer. There's just all sorts of rules we impose on ourselves, mm. I think. I mean, based on our upbringing, too, and what we've heard and maybe misunderstood. So I think that's one. You feel like it has to look this specific way. And if I can't do that, then... I think the common denominator is discouragement yeah. for all of us. It just, and that manifests in a, in a bunch of different ways, like why we're discouraged or how we end up there. But that seems to be what most people yeah. struggle with for whatever reason. For me, a big one, and it's one where my my theology doesn't necessarily match how I live it out, where I tend to think that if I have not done a particularly good job walking with the Lord during a particular day, then he doesn't really want to hear from me. Mm. Like, I don't feel like I have any business coming to him and in prayer. And so there's a shame or a guilt factor that I know should not be there. Unpack that for us, because I think we've all experienced that, Mm. where it's that ironic, so counterproductive dynamic where we we feel like we're failing in this regard spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so our response then is to run away from God in the midst of that rather than running to him in prayer or in the Bible or what have you. So what theological issue then do you think is is not well figured out there? Yeah, so I think one of the most helpful um things that has clicked for me or is starting to click. I should, I'm, I'm still trying really hard to write it, have, just get it ingrained in my heart so that it is natural, is that God is for us. Mm. I remember a few years ago in chapel, it was pre-COVID, so it was at least three three years ago. I wonder if that COVID, pre-COVID, post-COVID is going to be this new <laughs> major so. time marker for our so, lives. Right. <laughs> Got to throw it in there somewhere. But in cha- at the chapel service here at Crossway, we sang the hymn, Be Still My Soul, The Lord is on Your Side. Mm. And we got the first line out, which is that, Be Still My Soul, The Lord is on Your Side. And it broke me, which is a very unusual response for me to have to music. That's just not really how I'm wired. But I had to leave. And there was something like my soul needed to hear that, that the Lord is, is on my side. And that has just been something that has really, um, has been on my heart and mind for several years, just trying to, to really grasp at that, that, that God is for me. He's not waiting on us to mess up. Psalm 103, I think it's 13 and 14 says, for as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we're his dust. And I think about that all the time. And that verse kind of motivates me or helps me remember that the Lord, he knows us. We're sometimes shocked when we fail, you know, by our sin. Like, I cannot believe at this point in my walk with the Lord that I had that thought or I said those words Mm. or I forgot to do this or failed to do this. But God's not shocked by that. 
he remembers our frame. He knows we're dust. And he shows us compassion mm. freely and willingly and always welcomes us with open arms. So I think that has been, it, it seems like to me that's the thing. We, we, we forget that God is for us, that he loves us, that he's kind to us, and that his grace and his goodness toward us aren't contingent on how well we're doing yeah. spiritually. Um, so I think that's been the most helpful thing for my prayer life. And like I say it's still a huge struggle because I still almost daily wonder, does God want to, mm. does he want to hear from me? Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because there are those, call them emotional or theological even at times, issues that mm. we have, way, wrong ways of thinking that then do discourage us in our prayer life. They yeah. prevent us from praying like we, we should and even want to to some extent. I wonder though, for other people, uh, maybe they would say, I don't think I feel like that necessarily. I don't think I feel like God's upset at me or disappointed in me. Mm -hmm. The issue for them is maybe I just don't seem to care enough. I don't feel a desire to pray Mm -hmm. like I should. I'm apathetic or I just, life feels like it's going okay without it. What would you say to to that kind of person? (sighs) That's a huge struggle too. And I think it seems like that's particularly a struggle when life's going well, when things are going pretty smoothly. I know for me, at least that's often the case. My prayer life is usually the most vibrant when I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's something, if it's a health scare or something going on with our family, or if it's even just a situation where I do not know how to respond. What does that say about us as Christians? That that's the case, that we, we go to prayer when we're struggling, and that's really only the time. We have a really hard time with dependence on mm. the Lord. I think we all... Maybe for some of us more than others, we really want to be self-sufficient. We really want to figure things out or do things or I've got this. I think we, just because of our fallen nature, really fight against that need for God um, and just that total reliance on him Mm. is is what it seems like to me. But then he's kind and he allows us to go through situations where you have to face that head on. I mean, I think COVID, (laughs) here we go again, but Mm. I mean that has just really brought that home. This is something we can't control. Yeah. And even figuring out, right, there's so many different experts or different voices saying this is how you should act or how you should respond. And I know for me, I mean, it's just really made that very, very clear, just how much we're dependent on the Lord, just moment from moment, mm-hmm. moment by moment, listening to the spirit to know how to act in every situation, how to respond, which way to go. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that one of the other things that has been a challenge for you in prayer is just feeling overwhelmed by mm-hmm. all the different things to keep track of or pray for. Mm-hmm. Is that something that uh, you think is unique or not that common? Or do you feel like uh, you've heard from other people that that can sometimes be a, a stressor for them in prayer? I have not had anyone else tell me. So <laughs> I do wonder, is that yeah. a, an Erica specific um, struggle? And it could be but I doubt it Yeah, because I mean, most, I feel like most of us are getting constantly right. Especially if you're like, say for those of us here at Crossway, we're surrounded by other believers and Mm -hmm. we're constantly. So how many times in the course of a day do you say, Oh, I'll I'll be praying. I'll keep that in prayer. I'll remember you. Um, And so then, okay, how do, how do we remember to do that? And you know, at the end of the day, we (laughs) keeping track of, yes. And it can be overwhelming when you're, you're just trying to remember that kind of stuff. It can be. Um, I know some people, I've known people who just had these really elaborate, sophisticated, powerful Mm -hmm. systems for keeping track of prayer requests. And, and that was just their thing. But I know for me, that's never really taken hold. It feels too complicated. It Mm -hmm. feels too hard to keep track of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So 
that's a nice segue into just this broader topic of journaling uh, and journaling connected to our prayer. Uh, you have written uh, some prayer journals uh, that Crossway mm-hmm. is publishing. It's going to be a whole series of them we've done for thus far. I wonder if you could just speak a little bit to that broad topic of why journaling uh, alongside our prayers can be a helpful thing, regardless of what exactly that looks like. Why do you see those two things as helping each other? Yeah. So for me, two ways that journaling has really helped me, and we'll probably talk about later, I think journaling probably looks a little different for me than maybe what it does for some people. And there's a lot of different ways you can journal. There's no one right or wrong way. Two things it has done for me. One is it helps me remember. Um, That's a huge theme in scripture to remember what God has done in the past so that you remember to trust him today. Uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, that's a huge focus, right? He tells the people of Israel who are really struggling uh, to trust and to follow and remember. And he just, there's long passages recounting what he did for them um, in the Exodus and bringing them out. Remember, remember, remember. And journaling is one way we, we can do that because we have a written record. I have um, a lot of different journals and Bibles, even from, from college and grad school when I was, you know, studying the Bible kind of in a formal setting. And I'm amazed every time I pull those out. Mm. I'm like, oh, I, I knew that yeah. <laughs> 15 years ago, but I've forgotten that. Totally. Um, and the Lord tends to help me. It's really interesting. Pull those journals out or those notebooks or even Bibles that I've taken notes in at just the right moment when mm. I needed to be reminded of something. So that's a really useful tool, just a yeah. mindset of having that record. It, it is amazing to me. I've had that same experience uh, with you know journals or notes I've taken in the past and just found, been so surprised at how quickly I've forgotten mm-hmm. things, things that seemed in the That's moment right. to be really significant, significant times that God has, quote unquote, shown up and made a big impact in my life, uh, how quickly those kind of disappear. And if you don't have that record of them, uh, that they, they lose a lot of the flavor and the weight and the color that they maybe originally had. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so I, I love those are treasures that I try to keep where I can get to them easily, even though I can't remember <laughs> what all's in them. But like I said, I, I love pulling those out. And, mm. and it is remarkable how I feel like the Lord even leads that um, sometimes. So I go right to the one that, that addresses whatever I'm struggling with mm. in the moment. The other thing that I think journaling does is it helps keep us focused. Again, I, maybe this ties into the feeling overwhelmed by the number of things that, that I feel like I need to be praying about. But then my mind wanders, um, especially again, having young kids, there's distractions and, but there's something about writing mm. that just helps eliminate or at least temper yeah. um, a lot of the distractions. It kind of engages our mind in a, in a deeper it way. Does. When I think you're having to articulate something rather than just let it think, let it sit in your head kind of vague. That's right. And I feel like I'm absorbing it more Mm. as I'm writing it out. There's just an intentionality that's there that's really helpful. Yeah. So then walk us through what you would be actually writing when you're sitting down to pray and you're wanting to journal alongside with that. Uh, What are you actually writing down? So for me, what journaling really looks like is more note taking. I uh, some people will write out full prayers. I don't do that very often. That's not usually what journaling looks like for me. For me, it's more as I'm reading the text, I'm underlining, highlighting, and then I'm journaling. I'm writing questions. I don't understand what this concept means. Mm. I'm writing down other verses that come to mind. This seems to connect to this, you know, this New Testament passage seems to connect to this Old Testament or to this other passage in the New Testament. So I'm writing that down for further study where I can kind of think about, where I can remember Mm. that question came up. 
um, I'm writing down prayer request. I do. So that's more, I said, it's more of a questions, things I want to look into or that I realize I don't really have a, a good understanding of this. I need to grow in my understanding. It's help. It helps me keep track of those things. Um, so you, for you, the idea of prayer journaling is sounds like it's very connected to the text of the Bible as well. Yeah. Yeah. How would you think about that? Like, why is that maybe a valuable way to get into journaling and even bolster our prayer life to kind of do that through the lens of scripture itself? Yeah, there's something about praying scripture. Let me actually, let me back up and share a little bit of kind of like one of the things that was on my heart when we created the journals, because mm. that might be helpful. So when I, so I did, I was very fortunate to be able to study the Bible, both in college and grad school. And something that I realized far too late <laughs> was I was spending so much time um, trying to figure out just on my own, okay, well, this person that I really, really trust and admire said this about whatever doctrine and this person that I also really, really trust and admire said something completely different. So what am I supposed to believe in these people who are (laughs) far more mature and know far more than I ever will, but they completely disagree with each other. Like, how do I, and I just about made myself crazy Mm. trying to to sort that out. And yeah, it was just kind of a confusing and far too late in the process. I realized I'm not going to figure this out without the Lord's help. And this is not just an intellectual exercise. Mm. The reason I'm studying this is because I want to be able to follow the Lord more closely and be able to help others. Why on earth would I try to figure that out on my own without his help? I said, it, again, because prayer is a struggle for me. It, yeah. um, and the Lord was very kind to kind of expose that mm. for me and shine a light on it. And so that um, kind of coming back to your question my prayer life since that time has been closely connected to my study of scripture because I don't want to study the Bible, which is God's word to us without his help. Mm. Um, and just that understanding that I need the Lord. I need to, the Lord's help to even know what questions to ask, right? Cause sometimes we, we come to a passage or a doctrine and we try to figure it out and the Lord will very lovingly and graciously say, that's not where your focus needs to be at all. Yeah. And so just that's how I've grown the most, I think, is just having that integration between the Bible study and, and the prayer. And then as you're reading, I mean, you're, you're also thinking of all these other needs and how it relates because the Bible's living and active and it does, it speaks to us. Um, and so as I'm reading, then I'll think, okay, well, this speaks directly to this issue over here. I mean, the Lord's just very kind yeah. in that way. So it is connected. And I think what this hits at is, is that our, is our relationship yeah. with God and journaling and praying and studying the Bible together just helps us grasp that relationship, mm. right? Because the Lord is speaking to us through his word. Our prayers are our way to speak back to him, to engage with what he said, to ask questions, and and journaling is keeping track of that. Mm -hmm. It is really interesting to think about that, the unbreakable connection, really, between prayer and the Bible, Mm -hmm. where the Bible, we really do believe that these are God's words to us. This is God speaking to us, and prayer is our responding to him Mm -hmm. in our own words. Uh, That is such a, a cool connection there, and it is at the heart of these prayer journals that you've created. And uh, I'm sure that partly your experience there of uh, how what it's kind of worked for you has come into those. I wonder if you could just walk us through then the actual format of what one of these journals looks like and how how it does bring together God's word, prayer and journaling in a very tangible way. Absolutely. So the journals are set up in such a way so that you study one 
foundational doctrine of scripture, because I think a lot of times too, kind of the other motivation or the other purpose behind the journals is I've become increasingly aware um, over the past few years, especially as I've led a women's Bible study for the past about seven years, how often we think we understand certain concepts of scripture and we really don't. Mm. And we don't, we don't realize that until we're asked to articulate them. Yeah. Unpack that really quick. Like you say, it's common that we are we think we understand something, but we actually don't. Like, yeah. expand on that. Like, we need to be able to define. Like, if somebody asks you, to exp- what is grace? Like, we need to be able to say it's God's unmerited favor mm-hmm. toward us. But n- there's there's all these these concepts. Like, even the gospel. I mean, that that was kind of the reason we talk about the gospel all the time. It is the central message of Scripture. But I think there's a lot of us that would really struggle to articulate mm. that. And, and certainly struggle to then point to passages in the Bible that That's right. are key for that That's doctrine. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the gospel is one of those themes that that you mm-hmm. picked as one of the first scripture journals that you yeah. created. So, yeah, again, walk us through what the format looks Absolutely. like. Absolutely. So we'll take the, the gospel one, for instance. So what that one does, it, or all of them, will take one theme and six key passages that really clearly address that theme. So six passages on the gospel over the course of six weeks. Um, and so each week you'll spend five days. You can, of course, spend more if you want to. But again, that's five days just so uh, in the hopes too that you don't get discouraged mm-hmm. if you miss a day. It's nice to have little catch-up days built in. It is. And we all, we all struggle at times. Too. Absolutely. So it's six passages of scripture over six weeks intended to be studied over, the, over six weeks for five days. And each day is broken down. There'll be a... Um, kind of short teaching, two or 300 words on a particular part of that, that passage. So maybe you focus on one verse, maybe it's one phrase, maybe it's one word. Mm. So a little bit of teaching and then there's prayer prompts. These are ways maybe you can pray over this. You don't have to, but mm-hmm. if it's helpful, because some of us need to know, right? Especially if, if praying scripture is not something that we've done in the past, if we're just learning to do it, this is what it might look like. Yeah. Spend time meditating on this one word, wrap your mind around that and your mm-hmm. heart around that. So that's how each day is broken down with a little bit of teaching on one particular part of the passage and then a prompt of how you might approach that prayerfully and then space for journaling mm-hmm. that you can then use However you want to, again, if it's note taking, if it's, you know, writing down specific prayer requests, if it's writing out your actual prayer, there's so many ways um, that you can use that space. Yeah, that's so cool. It's it's so simple on the Mm -hmm. one hand. There's not a lot to it. It's really, you kind of just pick it up and Mm -hmm. you just follow along in there. And yet it also feels like it's somewhat flexible where people who might have different approaches to journaling want to try different things even Uh, If they don't know exactly what they like, they can do that as well. That's right. All right. Maybe a last few questions. Uh, What pitfalls would you counsel that people try to avoid when it comes to their prayer life and, and, you know, incorporating journaling perhaps into that? What are some of the things that we want to be careful about? I think one is thinking that, again, it has to look a certain way, whether that's your prayer life or journaling. Uh, that we're always comparing ourselves to others, right? And if you have friends who have a really strong prayer life or really like, like we feel like maybe that's how you do that. And it has to, mine has to look just like this. Mm. Um, So I think that's one. And another, there's two, one thing that I would, there's two passages in particular that have been really helpful to me that I think are important for us to spend time focusing on and meditating on as we're thinking through just our prayer life. And one is, is Matthew six, where Jesus teaches us how to pray. Mm. And before he 
teaches us through the Lord's Prayer, he says, you know, don't be like the Pharisees who heap up words, who think that through many, many words that the yeah. Lord's going to hear them, right? I think and implied in that even is like these maybe really eloquent language exactly. that like is going to impress God or yeah. something. You have to sound very spiritually mature, like you have everything, you know, yeah. together and yeah, <laughs> polished before you can come to him. So he says, don't do that. Um, he says, because the Lord knows what's on your heart before you even come to him. And so then the, the Lord's prayer is so beautiful because it is so concise. Yeah. And so I think that's incredibly helpful to see that. And then the other one is Romans eight twenty six and 27 that, that talks about the spirit interceding for us. Um, and it says, we don't even know how to pray as we ought. So those two verses taken together are so interesting, right? Because Matthew 6 shows us that, that God knows yeah. before we even come to him. Romans 8 shows us we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. But the Spirit is leading us. And that's so humbling. But at the same time, it's so freeing because it lifts his huge burden off of mm. us. and says the Lord in his goodness and grace and through his Spirit are directing our prayers. And we can come to him in the freedom that we don't have to have it all together. Mm. Because it is such a sweet, personal time of the Lord interacting. And we can come to him just as we are. And um, so I think that's so helpful in in helping us avoid the pitfalls. One of thinking that we have to use the right words or or spend an enormous amount of time all at one sitting. Or it has to be at a particular time of day. Um, And just knowing, too, that that sometimes we don't even know. We're so overwhelmed um, that, that we don't know how to pray. And we just let the Spirit speak into that and guide us and... It is amazing, those two verses together. Um, I've never noticed that before, but it really does underscore the fact that prayer is 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 not really for God. It's for us, <laughs> right? Right? Like God, yeah. God knows what we need and what we want to pray mm-hmm. for before we do. And he even knows what we need and how to articulate that far better than we do. So in some ways, you know, we pray for our own sake. Yeah. Um, that's just one of those things we, we so often distort it into a duty that we need to that's right we need to muster up the willpower to do for some reason yeah. um, all right maybe a last question speak to those who who've heard all this they're like yes i i do want to pray more i have that desire i struggle um to, to be consistent in that any practical tips for trying to make prayer a more of a habit for those who might be listening right now absolutely so i think the first thing to say is you're not alone if you're struggling, it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for decades or for days. Um, that's just a struggle. So know that. Don't feel defeated and discouraged from the get-go because you feel like you're the only Christian alive who doesn't know how to pray or doesn't have um, a real heart for prayer, struggles with apathy. We're, we all, or I think, or the vast majority of us are in the same boat. So don't give in to discouragement there. Set realistic goals. Like even with these prayer journals, they're set up for you to do five days a week for six weeks. Well, maybe that's not where you're at right now. Hmm. Maybe it takes you much longer than 30 days to get through one of these journals and that's fine. Yeah. So I would say just start with something realistic. Maybe there's one verse that you need to spend time meditating on for an extended period of time. Maybe that's a week. Maybe that's a month or longer. Um, but just camp out there. So, so start and God will bless that. He wants us to come to him and he's pleased even with our baby steps. Mm. I think we get discouraged by those, but the Lord is pleased with that. 
as you do, oh, you do need to be intentional. And that's something I struggle with as well as just laziness, if yeah. we're honest. Right. And just not recognizing how important prayer is and how effective it is. And so you do need to be, there's so much grace, but we do need to be intentional. Yeah. You might need to actually set your alarm that's for right. 30 minutes earlier. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, find the time that works for you. It may not look like it does for everybody else, but do be intentional and start start small. Try to kind of nip discouragement in the bud in that regard. Yeah, and, and just I think as we do it, I mean, I'm just, I'm always amazed because, I mean, I go through periods where spending time in the Word and Prayer is, is significantly harder than others. And then when I come back to it, I'm like, oh, you realize how life-giving it is. Mm. Um, and the Lord is very faithful in that regard. And so just know as you do it, you're it's, it's going to become more natural. It's not going to feel as awkward as maybe it does now. Yeah. Yeah, that's so helpful. Well, Erica, thank you so much for helping us uh, to think maybe a little bit more biblically about prayer and and remind us that, uh, as you said, even our baby steps, they please mm-hmm. God. God desires to communion with us yeah. in that. Thank you. That was Erica Allen on how journaling can help your prayer life. For more, be sure to check out her collection of ESV prayer journals on topics like humility, hope, the gospel, and peace. Pick up a prayer journal for 30% off directly from Crossway by visiting crossway.org plus. That's crossway.org plus. For more audio content like this, subscribe to the Crossway podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with a friend and leaving us a review. Crossway is a not-for-profit Christian ministry that exists solely for the purpose of proclaiming the truth of God's word through publishing gospel-centered content. Visit us today at crossway.org.